You're listening to the Cairo Success Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to a massively successful practice. Here's your host, Dr. Tori Robeson. Hello, winners. I am optimistic, positive, and excited about chiropractic, reaching people with my practice and building an exceptional life of productivity, prosperity, and generosity, while filled with love, fitness, and fun. My purpose, to become smarter, more powerful, capable, driven, and a superior version of myself by ever increasing my awareness, my knowledge, my understanding of how everything works in the world, my motivation and drive, of course, my hands-on skill, my communication skill, and mastery in the art of exceptional living. Every training we do is going to cause you, yes, you listening, you are now naturally attracting more new and high-value patients. You are now a more capable motivator and persuader of people. You are now empowered to make smarter, long-term decisions. You are energized physically, mentally, and financially. Our law of success today will be the law of the habit of saving. This, once again, is a Napoleon Hill law, and there is absolutely no question that this is a granddaddy. In the laws of success in 16 lessons, one of the 16 most important lessons and most important laws for personal achievement is the law of the habit of saving. Is it about the pile of money? Or is it about being able to do something consistently over time? If I develop a habit of saving and I auto-save every week for all 52 weeks of the year, can that have a positive effect in other areas of my life? Are there some people that don't have any positive long-term habits like none? None. They wake up, eat. They, they don't, they don't, they haven't been able to discipline themselves to do anything over time. Can't work out consistently over time, save money consistently over time, give away money consistently over time, learn continuously over time. Okay, but we're not concerned about with all the normal people out there, the, the middle, the, the bulk of the bell-shaped curve. We're concerned about you. And you establishing incredible habits, the habit of working out, habit of saving, the habit of training, the habit of giving, the habit of having the taxes current, the habit of having a team huddle, the habit of having a team meeting, the habit of having disciplined office visits, the habit of being very sharp with your new patients. See, these are all habits. They're all conditioning. It's the way you operate everything. The habit of dressing sharp to go to work every day. See, these are all habits. The habit of how you brush your teeth. The habit of how you feel your body. The habit of how you rest. The habit of how you use your success material. Do you see what I'm saying? It's all habits. Your whole life is just a big collection of habits. We simply want to control and direct our habits. And have them become automated. The more habits I can become automated, the more my mind is free to engage other good habits. 
Some people have a few habits that consume their whole mind. They're doing them manually. Whereas if I have 50 habits that are automated, well, then my mind is free to do all kinds of other things because I've got my life organized, systematized, streamlined. And of course, the modern computer, this is one of the great tools. Are computers and screens destroying humanity? Yes. Are computers and screens uh, causing massive success for humanity? Yes. It just is. Here at Winner's Edge, we automatically save every single week. And one of our main goals is we auto-save all 52 weeks of the year. It's one of the most important goals for the year. Did you auto-save all 52 weeks last year? Yes. Wow. Didn't miss a week. That's winning. Once a chiropractor starts in Winner's Edge, we start and employ the habit of saving and we auto-save every single week of the year all the way until the chiropractor retires. And even then, many times they'll have significant income and they will still be saving and investing Okay, at that time because they will have significant passive income that's more than what they need. So with the surplus, they will continue to save and invest all the way until the end. I want you to listen very carefully here. And I've never brought this up at a seminar or training. Winning the game is you being able to continue to save and invest all the way to the end. Because you had surplus money and that's what you did. Look at Warren Buffett. He is going to be, quote, saving and investing all the way till the end because that's what he does. So in our online bill pay, and this is part of the Winner's Edge Money Flow System, which is, of course, a topic for a book or all of our videos and audios and all of our private coaching on this. We're going to automatically save every week. Tori, where do I save? What do I put it into? What do I buy? Well, of course, we have an entire two-hour training called the Money Zoom on this because what do you owe for student loans? How many miles are on your car? Where do you live? Is there a house in your future? A wedding in your future? Kids in your future? What do you have for life insurance? Have you inherited any money? Are you going to inherit any money? How much money do you already have? Are you going to need to move your practice? Do you have any major expenses coming up? See, to make money decisions and money plays, we have to have all the data on the table. But in a nutshell, we have a savings account that we can auto-save into, and the primary purpose for that is to save up for a house. Once we own the house, then our personal savings can be a place we can have a trickle of money for holidays or vacations or things like that. Then all of our money is going to be invested. And we have around four or five primary investments for the chiropractor that have been proven over decades to cause chiropractors, dentists, professionals to become millionaires. 
We have one in particular that's been used for decades and decades that's made a bunch of millionaires. The next strategy, again, used for a century to, to create millionaires. The next one, of course, used for decades to create millionaires. A couple more modern approaches to where we, where we can invest. Real estate is a possibility, but normally that's not important for the chiropractor. The headaches that come along with it, uh, it's not necessary. If a chiropractor is doing things right, we can make investments in things that we don't have to really spend any of our time and effort on. It, just, it's, it is a matter of what you like. Tori, what are these investments? Well, you really need to be in the Winner's Edge Club to know what these are and to learn and for me to share them with you and train you on them. It's a topic for another day. Right now, we're simply talking about the habit of saving being established in your life. Okay? All right. So we auto-save all 52 weeks of the year. It's one of the most important goals of the year. We never, ever, ever miss. It might be low. We might have to start with 20 bucks a week. It might get to $5,000 a week. And it might be at $5,000 and some, some, something might break loose. And we might need to drop it down to 50 a week. It can be floating around, but it never stops. The habit of saving proves that you can hold on to some money so you get more money to hold on to. That's the law. The law of the habit of saving states that if you can establish the habit of saving and the habit of being able to handle and hold on to money over time, then you will be trusted to hold on to greater amounts of money. And this is the great story of the richest man in Babylon. Now, the story gets told a little bit differently. I'm going to tell it to you now. Way back in the days of the Babylonians, there was going to be a class reunion. People are wearing robes and sandals and walking around on sand, and they got sashes around their waists. Okay, it's like people dressed like Julius Caesar. You get the idea. That's the scene that we're painting here. And there's going to be like a class reunion. And everybody's going to be there. And the reason everybody's going to be there is because in their class is Arkad. Arkad is in their class, and Arkad is the richest man in Babylon. And they just can't wait to be around him and to see him. And they're so much hoping that he'll be there. They heard that he's going to be there. Sure enough, people start filtering into the class reunion. They're sitting down and they're mingling and talking. And sure enough, in rolls Arkad. Arkad has a seat and people are talking with him and having a good time. And it's it's time for dinner and they're chatting and you hear utensils and commentary and some laughter and the evening is dragging on and everybody's starting to get nervous because nobody's asked him yet when is someone gonna ask him and the night's wearing thin and nobody's asked him yet and people are getting nervous because they want to know they want to know how he became the richest man in babylon and the evening is wearing, and nobody's asked him yet. And then finally, finally someone says, Arkad, can I ask you a question? 
and it's silence at the table. All the glasses, all the utensils drop, and everybody's face turns toward Arkad. And the guy says, Arkad, you know, when we were in school, you you didn't do that well in school. You didn't seem to be that great of a student. Arkad says, you're right. I really wasn't that great in school. I, I got very average grades. There, there was really no hope for me to, to advance my education. And, and Arkad, you, you didn't seem to be that good in sports. Oh, no, I wasn't in any sports. I... I wasn't coordinated enough to be in any sports like so many of you were. Yeah, you're right. I had no future in sports. And Arkad, your family didn't seem to have... You're right. My my family didn't have anything. We we barely had enough to, to get by. In fact, I had to do menial work in growing up so that we could have enough to get by. Well, then Arkad, how is it that you became the richest man in Babylon? And Arkad said, well... When I got out of school with the rest of you, I'd learned something. And I'd learned that there seemed to be two different sets of rules. There seemed to be a set of rules for normal people. And then there seemed to be like another set of rules for people that had money. It seemed like they had opportunities and they could do things and they could eat food and they could go places that everybody else couldn't. It just seemed like if you had money, your life was a lot, lot better. So I got a job working as a scribe because I figured that I'd have some rich people come in because they would need me to scribe and do some work for them and I'd be able to ask them how they got rich and maybe I could do the same. So I started to work as a scribe and I labored over the clay tablets. And I was there for a year or two. No rich people came in. Then finally, a couple of years later, Algamish walked in. And Algamish, as many of you know and recall, he was the richest man in Babylon years ago. And Algamish came in and I went, oh, I know you. And of course, here's the great Algamish with the long gray beard up in years. And he says, I need a copy of the third law and I need it by Thursday. Oh, yes, sir, Arkad said. Yes, sir. I'll get right to work on that, Algamish. Yes, sir. Thursday. He starts to work on it. He doesn't get it done. Algamish walks in. Son, where's the copy of that third law? Oh, I, I didn't get it done. I, I didn't get it done. But Algamish, I promise, I will work day and night and I will have it done in a couple days if, if you'll just do one thing for me. Do one thing for you? If you were one of my slaves, I would beat you. Who are you to ask me to do anything for you? But I like your spunk. I like your, I like your forwardness. What is it that you would like me to do for you, young Arkad? Well, Algamish, I'm going to labor over the tablets for you. When you come back, will you tell me the secret to getting rich? The secret to getting rich? How dare you ask me such a question? But that is a good question, young Arkad. I will be back on Saturday. That third law better be done, and I will tell you the secret to getting rich. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will get on it right now. And Arkad labors over their clay tablets, and sure enough, it gets to Saturday. He has them done perfectly. Beautiful work. The day drags, and all of a sudden, Algamish walks in. 
and says, I'll take those tablets. He grabs the tablets and he starts to walk away. Arcot says, wait, wait, Algamish, you were going to tell me the secret to getting rich. Algamish stops on the doorway and looks back and he says, Arcot, I started down the road to wealth when I began to save the first part of all I earn. And he was gone. Wait, wait, that's it? That's all it is? Get back here! But Arkad listened, and he started to save a little copper every time he got paid for some of his work. And it was some time later, Algamish appears in the doorway again, getting older and more frail. Arkad, I need a copy of the fourth law, and by the way, how has my advice been treating you? Oh, it's been going good, Algamish. I do just like you say. I save the first part of all I earn, and then every few months... I spend it, and I have a feast, and I live just like you, Algamish, for that one evening. Oh, no, Arkad. Don't you know? You can't eat your children. That money needs to stay in there and earn and grow and turn into more money. Oh, no. Oh, no, Algamish, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, okay, uh, so, so I need to save and keep the money in there and growing. Yes, Arkad. And Arkad did some fine work and Algamish was gone. It was some time later, a couple of years. Algamish appears in the doorway. He's getting very old now. And he says, I need a copy of the Sixth Law, Arkad. How is everything going? Oh, it's going great. I did just like you say. I save up the money. And what I just did is I had a significant amount of coppers and silvers, Algamish, and I gave it to my friend, the camel trader. And he, he's heading across the desert to buy fine jewels at a discount, and he's going to bring them back, and we're going to make a tremendous amount of money. Oh, no, Arkad. Don't you know? You don't get jewel advice from a camel trader. You're going to lose all of your money. And sure enough, the camel trader comes back with worthless pieces of colored glass. A couple more years pass by. Algamish walks in with a cane. He needs a little bit of work done, and he goes, Arkad, please tell me everything is going okay. And Arkad says, Yes, sir, it is. I save the first part of all I earn, just like you taught me. And I make wise investment that's safe and provides a modest return. I lend it to the blacksmith and he pays me a modest return. And my money is now growing and growing and I'm starting, I'm starting to become a wealthy man, Algamish. Thank you, Arkad. My sons have never learned the law of the habit of saving. Surely I could never trust my fortune with them. It will destroy them because they have not learned how to handle money like you. Money must be grown slowly so that you can capture and own the principles psychologically that govern its control and deservingness. So, Arkad, when I pass... I'm going to trust you with my wealth. 
Now we're back at the class reunion as everybody listens to this story. And Arkad looks around the table at everybody and he says, I started down the road to wealth when I began to save the first little part of all I earn. And it was over. And people are walking away. Some are walking away grumbling, I can't believe it. I can't believe he didn't just give us some of his money. He could never spend it all. Some would walk away and they they didn't quite understand what they just heard. Others walked away singly or as couples and they learned the lesson and they too began to save the first part of all they earned and they too were able to march down the road to wealth. As I sit here as a chiropractor, as I continue to become more wealthy, it's because I began to save the first part of all I earn and I never miss a week, ever, 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 ever. The practice can go up or down. Investment values can go up or down. Economy can go up or down. Relationship states can become more positive or more negative. Family things can happen. Team things can happen. But underlying all of it is the habit of saving. It is the core of your esteem, the core of your self-worth. People who have no self-worth can't hold on to money because they don't think they deserve it. And as your wealth grows, your esteem grows with it, your opportunities grow with it, your posture straightens up with it, as long as you're cool and thankful and, of course, generous along the way, but that's another topic. The podcast today is about the law of the habit of saving. Now, when you read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, it goes differently. But when you tell the story of Arkad and Algamish, you tell it like I, like I shared it. It is the effective way to tell that story. I started down the road to wealth when I began to save the first part of all I earn. I'll do a little affirming with you and let's wrap this up. The first part of all I earn is mine to keep. The first part of all I earn is mine to keep. The first part of all I earn is mine to keep. The first part of all I earn is mine to keep. The first part of all I earn is mine to keep. Listen, apply, and prosper. Tori out. Thanks for tuning in to the Cairo Success Podcast. To learn more about how you can create the dream practice and life today, visit us online at winnersedgeconsulting.com. Thanks again, and we'll catch you in the next episode.